comes up. Here comes up. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes up.
fun times. I mean, fun, fun, fun times. We got the UFC tonight, Cormier versus Johnson too. We have um, spring football games galore all over the SEC, all over the Big Ten, all over the all over the Pac-12, and also the Big Twelve. And also, we have the Auburn spring game, and I'll be talking about some other things um, of this past week. Um, notably the Lance Stevenson incident, and much, 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 much more. But before we get any further, before we go any further, we're going to jump right into the daily devotional, coming straight from Psalm 116, and it comes from our friends at InTouch Ministries, and the theme of today's today's um, devotional is the goodness of God. So, This is a good one, y'all. I want y'all to check this out. It's from, again, Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I shall call upon him as as long as I live. The cords of death encompassed me, and the terrors of Sheol came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our Lord is compassionate. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for his benefits toward me? I shall lift the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people. Precious is the sight of our Lord, is the death of his godly ones. Oh, Lord, surely I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you, I offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise thee, Lord. Wow. God's goodness is another attribute of his death infinite and unchanging. As a result, everything he does is good. We may look at some difficult aspect of our life and feel like and feel that the Lord has not manifested this characteristic to us. However, confusing situations and our limited understanding in no way alter who he is. Our circumstances may not be good, but God's goodness is not dependent on upon that. Scripture tells us that God is good to all. As in Psalm 145 and 9. The Lord is good to all, and all his mercies are over his works. And he does not show favoritism toward anyone, as in Romans 2.11, for there is no partiality with God. Either the Bible is telling the truth that God is his beneficence to everyone, or the Bible is false and God is only good when, when and to whom he chooses. Sometimes we would like him to be more partial with his generosity when people whom we consider bad are doing well in life. Jesus said the Lord causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain, upon, rain on the righteous and unrighteous. 
We may try to argue that wicked people don't deserve good treatment in, in this life. But we must remember that as believers, don't believe the Heavenly Father's favor either. He gives it freely because his nature is to be good to those he loves. And he loves the whole world, both believers and unbelievers. Here's the difference. If we desire the fullness of God's goodness, we must believe in him, receive his love, and live obediently. To those who love him and walk in his righteousness, he pulls out the completeness of his favor eternally. Nothing is withheld. And that's from Psalm, and just like it says in Psalm, Psalm 84, 11, and 12. For the Lord is the sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing he withholds from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. Man, I'm telling you. When you think about things in such a in such a manner and you give things to God, all all good things will happen to you. Whether you like it, whether you don't believe it, whether you you do believe it. All things happen for a reason. All good things will happen to you if you believe. Let go, let God. Pray on it. That's what I did. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump straight into it. Y'all stay tuned.
and you're over, you're over. That's it. Nothing to be said. But in this case, he stepped on. He's 1.2 pounds over. He strips down. He's at weight. And not only is he at weight, he's on, he's on a dot with his weight. So that further lets me know that what this car, what, what they say about certain people in certain fights or certain cards, if you're a non-champion, you only get one time to weigh in. If you're a champion, you get two times away. That's the way I feel about this. This is this is this is what I feel. This is what I this is what I've seen. This is the first time I've seen this since we've gone to this new format of weighing in, which is weighing in a day before, not the actual symbolic weigh-ins where you do all the stare downs and all the things. This is this is a little bit different, you know. So you know, it's a little bit of controversy there. But yet I digress. I wanted to bring that in. Also, Anderson Silva was supposed to fight on this card in Buffalo. Anderson Silva has been pulled from this card because his opponent, Kevin Gastelum, actually tested positive for marijuana. And he was pulled from the card. Just, I mean, it, 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 it's an awful thing to happen. And I hate that it happened. Um, I, w- I was hoping this to see Anderson Silva. I was hoping to see what kind of fight he- we were going to get from him. And, you know, and then we had another replacement. We had um, Patrick Cote. He's not fighting Tiago Alves. He was scheduled to fight someone else, but he pulled out of the fight. Tiago Alves, Patrick Cote, actually is going to be a pretty good fight at 170. Um but let's just go through the main card and let's just go from there. I, I one of the one of the best fights of this card that I think that everybody is is really not they're, they're, they're so re- they're so not not ready for this fight. Will Brooks against Charles Oliveira. This could be one of those fights where. This could be a stand-up war. This could be a grappling war. This could be a war of wherever you want to put it at. Charles Oliveira has heavy hands. He's got great jiu-jitsu. He's got great takedowns. He likes to he likes to strike. So does Will Brooks. Will Brooks throws very sophisticated kicks. He can he'll get inside. He he can wrestle. He throws. I mean, he he's a really good. These are really two really good athletes that we're going to see in this fight. And here's the thing about about this card, about this fight that everybody needs to understand. Will Brooks, in his last fight, was controversially beat. He's coming off a fight where he, uh, where the, pretty much the fight was taken from him. I, I mean, I felt like it was. I felt like he won his last fight out. Charles Oliveira, has just been he's been on a tear here here of late, you know, winning four of his last I think it's four of his last five fights, um, well losing two of his last three well losing three of his last four fights I'm sorry, I got that mixed up I forgot he lost to Ricardo Lamas but Anthony Pettis, you know the Anthony Pettis fight, 
the that was that was a real hard fight for him for him to take. He lost to the interim champion Max Holloway by first round knockout. Miles Jury he submitted. You know, Anthony Pettis, I thought, you know, with the submission in that fight, I mean, he he got caught. He was winning the fight. I mean, he was actually he was actually kinda not in that fight with Anthony Pettis. But Ricardo Lama's fight, I felt like I felt like he was in it. He got caught. And Ricardo Lamas being a Brazilian Judicial black belt, you know, catches Oliveira. This is this is a really big fight for Ricardo for for Charles Oliveira. For him to be a number nine contender, he's on a two fight losing streak. You know, Miles Jury being your last win back in twenty fifteen, this is this has to be a big this has to be a fight that he wins. This is a must win fight for him. Will Brooks is on the cusp of being a being a contender at 155, I think after his last loss, Will Brooks' last loss, I mean, this is this is this is this is a big fight for both. And when we look at, like I said, when we look at this fight, we're looking at two guys who can stand up. We're looking at two guys who will who who can wrestle. They can shoot. They can stop the takedowns. They can. They'll clinch. They'll do a lot of things. It's just—it's very, very exciting to see what's going to happen in this fight. Will we see Will Brooks be the Will Brooks of old, where he controls the pace of the fight? You know, it's not a real fast pace. It's not a slow pace, but it's a pace that is all he is. It's almost like it's almost like a karate fighter fighting a fighting in a points fight when you watch Will Brooks fight. That's the way I feel about it. He's very aggressive when it comes to when he knows you're hurt. He's very aggressive, but it's a controlled aggression. He doesn't roll. He doesn't run in and try to finish fights. He's patient when he comes in. He's patient when he does things. This is a this is a this is a good good test for him because Charles Oliveira is a guy who's very aggressive. He is prone to getting hurt. He is prone to submissions. This is something that Will Brooks can do. He can submit he can submit Charles Oliveira if he if he wants to. But the one thing that he needs to worry about, Oliveira's got power in both hands. He's got great grappling. And he can throw he throws really nice kicks, so he's gonna have he's gonna be at the disadvantage, uh, you know, reach wise. Will Brooks will be. So my my idea for Will Brooks is the way to get in, the way to finish this fight is he has to incorporate a lot. He has to incorporate his kicks. He has to get inside and grapple. He has to get off, throw elbows. If he can get it down to the ground, he can hurt Charles Oliveira. He's got great ground and pound. He's a well-rounded fighter. Both of these guys are well-rounded fighters. It's got, it's got excitement written all over it for me, and I like this fight. I really do like this fight as a whole. But who do I think will win? Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. Uh I mean, I'm almost afraid to even to even predict this fight or predict the winner in this fight because 
This fight is it's such an even fight, but it's also got it's also got excitement all over it. So I mean, it's a hard it's a hard to say fight. This is a toss up fight, but I think I would give I think I would give the advantage to Oliveira because he he does have he does have the longer reach. He you know he's got the longer arms, got the longer legs. I think he I think that he can. I think that he can. If he can get the takedowns that he can get, you know when they grapple. He can get significant strikes. This could be a win for Charles Oliveira, but don't count out Will Brooks at all. It's a good it's a good fight. It's a real good fight. You know, other fights in this card. I mean, we're talking about Thiago Alves, talking about Patrick Cote. This is another fight. Patrick Cote, I tell you, he's a warrior. He will fight anybody in any given weight class. I mean, you challenge Anderson Silva and you tear your ACL in that fight. I mean, it sucks because Patrick Cote had the perfect game plan. And Patrick Cote showed Chris Wyman the blueprint of how to beat an Anderson Silva. Step inside the pocket with him. This is what he's gonna do. This is what he's gonna do with Thiago Alves as well. Patrick Cote is a well-rounded fighter. He's got dynamite in his hand. But he's also prone to getting hit as well. He's also he's also got horrible takedown defense. But this is a guy who can actually submit you as well. He's also a guy who can drag it out and beat you to death as well. Drag it out and get that decision. Patrick Cote at 170 is it's not a good fit for him at 170. And not only is it not a good fit for him, but he's an older fighter who's coming down in weight. Chaco Alves, he's a natural 170 fighter. He's a big 170 fighter. He he can do all the things that anybody else can do. And he actually made weight. I mean, nobody missed weight. Chaco Alves, for the first time in, in six fights, made weight. This is This is something that we haven't seen in a long time from from Thiago Alves. I mean, Thiago Alves making weight, making weight. I mean, Patrick Cote not fighting Jake Ellenberger, saying that Alves is ten times better for him. No, it's really not. I mean, because Ellenberger. Ellen Berger is, is a much better fighter than people than people say. I mean, I like I like the I like him and Thiago Alves together, but for him and Jay Ellenberger, who, who they've had their they've had that social media beef, beef whatever. This is this is actually a pretty bad fight for for Patrick Cote. You know, Cote is 37 years old. <laughs> I mean, 
is this the last go around for Patrick Jose? He's been in the UFC so he's been in the UFC for a long time. He's had fight he's had win winning streaks in the UFC of seven fights and five fights. He's also had losing streaks of four fights and three fights. So this is a guy who when he's on his game, he's on his game. When he's off, he is completely off. And he still hasn't learned how to defend the takedown. He still hasn't learned how to bob and weave and not get caught with big shots. That's what happened in his last fight when he got stopped. Got caught with a big shot from got caught with a big shot from Donald Cerrone, dropped him, and he was out. Tyler Alves has that type of power, but we haven't seen that type of power because we haven't seen him at 170 in a long time. He, he tried to go to 55 a couple times, and that was a horrible idea. Whoever put the idea of Tyler Alves going on to 55 in his head, I, I wonder about. I mean, I wonder about your your psyche. I wonder about why are you training people? Why why are you a trainer if you're gonna you know tell people to do things like that? That that's just not cool. It's not even not cool, but I mean, you pretty much set this guy's career back. I mean, this is a guy who has fought for for a championship at 170 who could have actually, if he stayed at 170, could have actually been a big contender at 170 with the likes of Wonder Boy, with the likes of of Tyron Woodley and, and those guys. This is a good fight. This is this is a good fight. This is a fight that Thiago Alves probably needs to salvage his UFC career, not just his career as a whole, but his time in the UFC. Patrick Cote, he loses this fight. This could possibly be a swan song for him. I mean, he's a French-speaking analyst for the UFC on RDS in Canada. So, I mean, his his future is pretty much set, whether he goes to be a French-speaking analyst or and we've seen him on we've seen him on on UFC tonight on on Fox Sports on Fox Sports One as an analyst. So. We we know what Patrick Cote is. We know what he's gonna bring. We know what Thiago Alves is gonna bring. This is this is a good fight for the fans because you don't because this is gonna be action packed. But at the same time, we're looking at two guys who are in who are in the romantic time of of their careers. You know where I want to say the sun is going down on their careers. I think that's the best way of putting it. And I mean, I don't even know who to pick in this fight either. I mean, Tago Alves to me is a better rounded fighter. He, excuse me, he's a he's a more well rounded fighter. He's <coughs> he can ground you, he can pound you. We know he can submit people, but we don't see the submission as much because he's he's going for the knockouts and and everything. So. That's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting match. It's gonna be a very interesting fight to watch because of what you're going to see in the fight. Are you gonna see two guys go go head up? Are you gonna see two guys just go into a grappling match on the fence? Um, will you see Patrick Cote try to 
try to go for the kill, try to throw, throw the leg kicks, the soft leg kicks like he normally does. I mean, all of this, all of this has is is probably going to happen. So, I mean, we're we're, we're going to look at this fight. I'm going to look at this fight as as a as a loser leaves UFC type of deal. I mean, this is probably one of the weakest fights on the main card. It's probably the weakest fight on the main card. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that one. One of the fights that a lot of people are talking about is the strawweight fight between Pearl Gonzalez and Cynthia Calvillo. Pearl Gonzalez is making her making her octagon debut tomorrow night. Zona Kutcher actually coming around with her as well. She's seven and one uh, as a as a mixed martial artist. Um, she she uh, got pulled from this card. Only be people put back on this card, and in a weird way, I I, I kind of I, I, it was pretty much controversial. The New York State Athletic Commission they have a rule in place about breast implants, and um, Pro Gonzalez has breast implants. And the rule is in place because of the possibility of a breast uh, implant popping and causing bodily harm to to a fighter during the fight. I get the rule. I, I understand the rule. I like I like the rule as 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 a whole, but should it hamper somebody from not fighting on the card? Probably not. Hence the reason why the UFC appealed to the New York State Athletic Commission to have this fight go on. It did. It is going to go on the schedule. Cynthia Calvillo, Pearl Gonzalez, really excited to see this fight. I don't know much about Pearl Gonzalez other than the fact that she's seven and one. Other than the fact that she's she's pretty good at submission fighting, she's also pretty good with stand up. Um, Cynthia Calvillo, haven't heard much about her. I, I, I think I've seen her fight like one time maybe, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, maybe once. I mean, I can't even remember who she even fought in that fight. Um, actually, she, she, actually, she was on the card last month, and I did see her fight. She actually beat Amanda Cooper. <laughs> um with first round submission, I, I I do remember that fight now, and it, and it was a pretty good, and she's a pretty she's a pretty decent jiu-jitsu fighter as well. Uh, from what from what I'm from what I'm trying to remember of her, but I I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in this fight because you got two women who are pretty good jiu-jitsu fighters. I mean. I really wanna I really wanna see what what she what she has what she has. I mean, from what I've heard she she from what I've heard she she's got great jiu jitsu. From what I've from what I've read about her she is she's one of those women who who isn't afraid to fight anybody. Now 
there's two women fighters in the starweight division that we all know they're trying to position themselves to fight to fight JoJo, who fights in a couple weeks, who fights in a couple in, a, in next month's card. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she defends her title against um, against Yadaya, if I'm not mistaken. So um, these are two fighters that that are that are working their way into into that that top 15 or that top 10 of strawweights in the women's division. I'm really like I said, I'm really excited to see this fight because Pearl Gonzalez she's brought a lot of she's brought a lot of fanfare because because not only the way she fights, you know, in the regional organization she got a lot she's got a good following there. But she's also got a following because she's probably the first female openly to have breast implants as a MMA fighter. So this is this is a this is probably one of those fights where a lot of men are going to want to see this fight because of who, who they are. But these these are two good fighters. These are, these are two good good decent fighters, and you're going to see action in this fight as well. Uh, you're going to see action in this fight as well, and, I, and I'm very excited to see Pearl Gonzalez here in the UFC. Um, she changed out of a pretty good. She changed out a pretty good camp as well. So, I mean, I mean, she 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 changed out a pretty good camp and pretty good team. I mean, she she is a she is a good good fighter, and uh, so I mean, like you know, she's a Chicago girl. So I mean, like. That just make that makes her even even that much more cooler because she's a Chicago girl. She's, <laughs> I mean, she she got some she got some great, I mean, she got some great things going on with her. I mean, you know, Chicago girl who can fight, and you know, coming from a great camp, um, I'm, I think she's. If I'm not mistaken, she does do some she does do some training at Rufus Sport. Um and she also does a little bit of training um out of um out of the same gym that um that Andre Lofsky's in, in in Chicago. So this is this is a this is a pretty good you know, she comes from a pretty good camp. So I mean this is this is some things that that we that you know we're gonna learn from we're gonna learn from her out of her in the next in the next you know couple hours next few hours I'm sorry and you know another thing that that you know we haven't talked about you know the one thing I, that I'm excited to talk about you know this card out of out of all the fights in this card the Will Brooks Charles Oliveira card. Excites me from a standpoint of excitement, you know, of the styles. Do they have similar styles? Calvillo Gonzalez excites me because these are two women who are great on the ground, who are great jujitsu wise, who who probably will stand up and bang as well. But this fight right here, this is a dream fight for me, for me personally. If you're a true MMA fan, 
Chris Weidman, Gegard Musasi has highlight reel written all over it. The Belgian Musasi, the American Weidman. These are two guys. They're former world champions. They're both former world champions. Gegard Musasi, he is probably, for me, he's going to be fighting his 49th professional fight. Well, 50th professional fight tonight. 41-6-2, former Strike Force middleweight, champ, middleweight champion against arguably the best fighter not to be champion. Four straight wins. Chris Wadman's coming off is coming off a loss. Come off a loss against your Romero. Got two got two fights. Um, put on two fight losing streak. Uh, lost your Romero by knockout, which was just a bloodbath, pretty much. Um, he lost to Chris. He lost to uh, Luke Rocco. Who in turn lost to <laughs> lost to the current middleweight champion um, Michael Bisming. So we're looking at two guys right now: Gengar Musasi. I mean, I, this is a, this is an exciting fight for me from this standpoint. Gengar Musasi, former Strike Force champion. Four-fight winning streak. By all accounts, he gets the job done tonight against Chris Weidman. You're going to see Gegard Musasi fight possibly the winner of Bisming, um, of Bisming title defense, and I can't remember who he fights next. But it's going to be fun to see Joe Romero. That's who he fights next. Romero, Bisman. This is a good, good fight from this standpoint. Gegard Musashi loves to throw kicks. He throws kicks like nobody's business. He is an all-action fighter. He's calculated. Not only is he calculated, he is a he is a fighter who can take who can defend a takedown just as good as he can as he can take down someone. Fifty percent takedown defense is pretty good. He's going up against a wrestler who can take guys down. But he's also an action fighter as well. Chris Watman's one of those guys. What makes Chris Wyman such a great fighter, in a sense, is that he's not afraid to get in the pocket. He's not afraid to take punches. He's not afraid to to make you look bad. He's not afraid to fight your fight, pretty much. That's what makes him so scary in this fight. He can take you down. He can beat you up. And not only can he beat you up, but... He can take punches. He is a he's he's a, he's a risk taker without taking risks. If that makes sense, I mean, if that makes sense. 
Gegard Mousasi will take risks. He will do things that normally other fighters won't do. So that just tells you right there. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back, and I'll come back and I'll finish my thoughts. Y'all stay tuned.
signals Wherever you take it, girl, I'ma roll with ya Said lately been dissing all on my own business But girl, believe me, I swear I'm done with these old, you know Well, damn, but maybe not for life Cause then again, there's gotta be a reason I get jealous when you mention friends Well, picture perfect, baby, let's pretend That this is now and now it's really then Now when again I go Searching for you So can't you see the fire Robin steady burning for you To make it clear that I got More than a yearning for you I'm just hoping you see me As someone that's perfect for you Said am I worth it for you And when I find you I'll be the first to remind you That what we live in is timeless And by the time we were winding I swear Start to see that it's one hell of a life And we finished on it off With one hell of a seem to find but look up you can see me now among the sky on the horizon and searching for you among the highs you got me feeling like i'm always running out of time or maybe out my mind playing my part again if life again will you shuffling up my cards again reading your signs so i'm finna follow my heart again rolling through traffic like i've been passing the cards you in you got me looking back it's like you're moving away in back of my I'm staying focused and trying to send you my So for the future, what's my chance of being? And I can promise you only getting the best of mine You got what's worthy of really putting the rest aside The inner beauty to sell a woman is best to find The funny thing is that girl, you something I'm best to find To the press box of the tailgate crew, powered by HWA headphones. Sorry about this, about a little bit of technical delay there. But getting back to getting back to my point about about Gegard um, Musasi and Chris Wadman. Gegard Musasi is a fast fighter. He's quick. He, I mean, you wouldn't think that he he'd be as quick as he is. Chris Wadman is more controlled. He's a he's a controlled fighter. He, like I said, he can take punches. And he likes to get inside the pocket. Here's the here's the difference between what Gegard Musasi is going to do and what Chris Wadman is going to do. Gegard Musasi is going to grind you until he's going to grind on you. And then when he sees that opening where you're hurt, he's going to finish you. Chris Wadman, he's going to grind on you. And when he sees it, and he sees that opportunity to lay you out, he's going to lay you out. This is a fun fight to watch. 
I want to see if Degard Musasi can use his quickness, can use his superior stand-up against a Chris Wyman, who is a superior wrestler. But can he get the takedowns that he needs to win this fight? All signs point to no. And all signs point to no. And for me, it points to no because I, looking at past fights with Jagar Musasi, especially when he was winning championships, he hasn't had that chance in, in the UFC as of yet. But this is an opportunity for him to put himself one step closer. And and, and as for a you know a possible fight with with um with one Mr. Luke Rockhold, this is a good good fight for Gegard Musashi to showcase to showcase himself, especially in the co-main event of a UFC card in the state of New York. This is this is this is a big time right now. This is a big time fight for for Gegard Musashi, Chris Weidman, who's from the Buffalo area. This is a big time for him as well. He's got to get off that two fight schneid, or we risk losing him to Bellator as well. So, Chris Weidman, Gegard Musashi, this is this is this is important for both, and important for both in the sense that. Chris Ryman loses. This is a three-fight win streak. For Gegard Masasi, he keeps that momentum going, going into and possibly getting a title fight. I like Gegard Masasi in this fight. I think he'll win this fight by decision. But I think he'll win this fight by decision. I think this will be a strong decision as well. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't think Chris Ryman has 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 the speed to deal with him. I, I really don't. And and I think that's that's the that's gonna be the downfall for Chris Watman in this fight. Now as for the championship fight, Daniel Cormier <laughs> Daniel Cormier and and Anthony Rumble Johnson. This fight we've seen this fight before. We'll we'll see we'll see the way it it, it works some stuff out. This is the way I see this fight going. And a lot of people will probably disagree with me on this, but Anthony Johnson is is just scary. He's a scary dude. He's got one plus knockout power, and he's in shape for this fight. He came in at two hundred three point eight for this fight, and as I alluded to earlier. He, <laughs> as I alluded to earlier, Daniel Cormier came in at 206.2, stripped down, got back on the scale, and made the weight. So this is a guy, this is two fighters who own different spectrums in their career. Whereas, I think Anthony Rumble Johnson is is a, is a young guy, he's thirty three still. DC's almost forty. <laughs> I mean, DC 
she's 38, 39, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a champion. And I'm not going to take anything away from him in regards to that. But what I will say about what I will say about Daniel Cormier that we haven't said about anybody else is the fact that Daniel Cormier is a different type of fighter. And the reason why I say that is because Daniel Cormier will fight anybody. He will take down anybody. He will do everything that he possibly can do. He's got a big, he's got some big hands. We don't see those hands as much because he he uses he, he relies so much on his wrestling. He's got great kicks. I mean, for for a big man, he's got some pretty damn good kicks. For for a guy who you know he trains with he trains with he trains at AKA, so that that tells you a lot about about his about his fight style. He, he trains at AKA, American Kickboxing Academy. He's he's a guy who's going to be fighting a black zillion. Can the black zillion finally get? A championship. That that that's the big question here. Will Rumble win a championship in the UFC? He is this close. The first time around, he wasn't ready. He took that fight on two weeks notice. He was not ready. This time around, it's a different fighter. It's a different fight for him. But I can see it going the same way that the first fight went. And the way the first fight went was, Daniel Cormier controlled. The octagon controlled the distance, controlled what he had to do. I mean, he used the ground, he used the ground, he used his grappling, and got a choke and and finished the fight. Anthony Johnson, if he stays controlled, he fights controlled. You're gonna see Anthony Johnson walk out of that of that octagon with the belt in his hand. Daniel Cormier's got a got a great chin. How long is that chin going to hold up against a guy who will constantly test it? I mean, he's already got a three-inch reach. He's already got a three-inch height advantage on Dan Cormier. Dan Cormier is at five, five eleven, and Anthony Johnson's at six two, almost six three. He's got a six-inch reach advantage over Dan Cormier, which is significant in this fight. He's also got a three-inch leg reach advantage over Daniel Cormier, which is significant in this fight. But Daniel Cormier is so good at at getting inside the pocket, taking punches, and getting what he wants, which is the waist and which is which is wrestling. So this is a guy who can do all those things and do them well. He's a scary, scary, scary fighter. This is a guy who will be. We'll be champion one day. Will it happen tonight? I'm 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 really, really, really wondering if it will happen tonight. Can Anthony Johnson get that big punch on Cormier? Can he hurt Cormier to the point to where he can take advantage? Can Daniel Cormier do what he did in the first fight? And Dictate the pace, dictate everything, and go from there. 
This is a, this is a really, really, really good fight to watch. And I'm really excited to for this fight to happen. I really am. Who I think will win this fight? Whoever gets their game plan implemented first. Dana Cormier is a, is a, is a typically a slow fight, slow starter. Anthony Johnson looks for the finish. Anthony Johnson looked good in in in, in his in his way in. He looked real good. He looked in shape. He looked like he was very comfortable at the way he's at. This is this, this is a good good fight to watch. I'm I'm excited to see Daniel Cormier fight. I'm excited to see him put up the third defensive championship. This is again this is a fight that is worthy of being a main event fight anywhere. My take on this fight is I think Daniel Cormier will win this fight, but I would not be surprised if Anthony Johnson starts early, takes advantage of his fast start, and finishes Daniel Cormier quick. Would not be surprised at that. Daniel Cormier, I would not be surprised if he if he takes down Anthony Johnson early and rides him out, punches him, advances his position, and chokes him out. That that would not be that would not that would not be a surprise to me either. This is a good fight to watch. All five of these all five of these fights in this main card is a very good fight to watch because of what you can have what potential possibilities there are. Daniel Cormier, he's I mean, he's got some he's got some he got a list of fighters that, that could possibly he could possibly fight now. After this fight, if he wins. Gegard Musashi, of all the fighters on, on this main card, the one with the most to lose is the the one with the most to lose is the winner of the Chris Wadman Gegard Musashi fight. Because the winner of that fight could potentially be that next up for the winner of Romero Bisman. That's how this is how razor thin this fight is. This is this, I mean, this is big time for those guys. Taylor Alves, this is a chance for him to get back to where he wants to be at. Will Brooks, this is a chance for him to become a top 15, 155-pounder. This is where this come. This is where this is coming from right now. This is this is a very difficult fight that we're talking about that we're going to that we're going to see that we're going to watch. This is going to be fun, very fun. So this card as a whole, the main card as a whole, can be one of the best cards this year. Can be, will be. Definitely will be. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight. And I thank you for that. Massachusetts, 
Give it up for him, y'all. Yeah. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime, homie, still I dream. When a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. It's still it's old schooler when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this. And we searching only to find bliss. Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this. Living I earn, I give and I earn. Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word. I stay vivid to the dreams done. On these verses, I'm giving Cupid machine guns. So bada boom, what's love? Come on. Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They end up for recognition, we end up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brains. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running it still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fan to the game's one. We ain't the same, son.
phone. I be needing some bone and defecating on your microphone. Ready or not, here I come. Tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. We're gonna jump. We're gonna talk about some something from that happened um, a couple a couple of days, a couple of nights ago. Um, Indiana Pacers, Toronto Raptors matchup. Matt Stevenson, first home game back as as he returned to uh, Indiana to the Pacers. Um, end of the game. There was, there was a little bit of controversy at the end of the game in regards to uh, layup, and here, here's here's what I, here's what I want people to understand. Lance Stevenson, you know, he gets a steal. Instead of instead of running out the clock. You know, he hears the he hears the crowd, you know, tell him to shoot, tell him to shoot, tell him to shoot. So he runs down the court and politely puts in a layup. Okay. I understand that he you know, he he made a shot. It's a blowout. I mean, I understand that. But here's my thing that a lot of people and I want people to understand. It was a layup. Yeah, maybe he should have. Maybe he should have not shot the ball, just ran the, ran the clock out. But when you get caught up in the crowd, and it's and you're returning, you're returning where you feel like it's home. Here's here's the thing that I want a lot of people. Here's, here's the thing. The way that the Raptors handled that situation was dead wrong. Okay, when you have a guy like a Demar Derozan who puts his hands on you, you have another guy that's in your ear talking, but not laying your hands, not laying his hands on him, and all of them are saying that you know this is bushly, this is cowardly, this is this, this and that. Here's what I here's what I have to say about that. Shut up. If you didn't want him 
to make the layup, you could have defended the play. You're you're getting you're getting all worked up and all and, and acting all bitchified because one <laughs> he made a layup. Two, he basically did something for the crowd. He didn't do a he didn't do a spectacular dunk. He just laid up the ball and got caught up in the in the moment. He apologized for it. For people to say, "Hey, you know, this is Bush League. This is that. This is this is this. This is that." Wrong. It's not Bush League. I might not agree with it. Per se, I don't. I don't agree with it. But I will say this: the guy apologized, and not only did he apologize, he said he got caught up in the moment because he was finally home. When a guy says he's finally home, and he feels at home. Back amongst people that truly adore him, that he truly cares about. That's different. That's a different story. That's a whole other animal. Okay. Well, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that he got he put his hands on. He got hands put on. Little bumping, little pushing, little shoving. I mean, it would be different. Like I said, it would be so different if he dunked the ball or he tried to show up, tried to show up the fans and tried to show up your bitch by looking over at you. That would be different. That would be so different. But he didn't do none of that. He didn't. I mean, let's just face it. The man did a layup. A friggin' layup. Like, let's be for real about this. A layup where he did not look at the bench. He didn't look at his bench. He was thinking about the crowd. The crowd pays your bills. The crowd... Does things. They buy the concessions. They buy your jerseys. They buy this. They buy that. NBA related. You get money off of that. They pay your bills. It's a fans game. And if you don't like that the fans actually ask him to shoot a ball, shoot a ball through a friggin' hoop with ten seconds left on the clock, then that's something wrong. Let's go back to let's go back case in point, Golden State game against I want to say it was it was uh Portland. Javale McGee threw up a three pointer. They didn't want another freaking turnover. But you start a scuffle because the man shot a three. If that was Steph Curry, you wouldn't have said that. But since it's JaVale McGee, here we go. 
This is why this is this is why I hate professional sports so much. There's so much double standards. There's so many unwritten but written rules in the game. Things that you shouldn't do as opposed to things that you should do. It makes the game that much I mean, it makes the game not fun anymore. Because you're worried about somebody being butthurt and trying to and, and, and trying to fight than you are about winning a basketball game. Winning it in a sporting manner. Now, if that guy was in college and he comes off the bench and, they, and you hear the fans holler, shoot, because you don't get in the playing time, you don't hear college coaches getting mad about that. You don't hear, you don't hear players getting mad about that. But you hear but hurt professional foot professional basketball players who get paid an inordinate amount of amount of money to do to entertain. Especially what you're doing. You're an entertainer. You entertain us. You're not doing anything that's special. You're throwing a ball through a friggin' hoop. I mean, I I get so tired. This is this is why I like combat sports so much more than I like basketball. Because a basketball is a physical sport, but you get kneed in the back and you look and you look freaking crazy. You're like, oh, my back is killing me, and I'm not gonna play anymore. I'm a, it's just like, it's like you hit me too hard, you tackled me too hard. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. I mean, that sounds familiar to you. I mean, or <laughs> or I can use this analogy, or I can use this 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 I can use this this example. Hockey player gets knee knee on knee contact. His team's going to make the playoffs. He's generally hurt. This guy's been playing through pain pretty much the whole season. He's a 19-year-old rookie. Here's the problem. Not once did you hear that, that kid complain about what happened to him. But what did you hear the basketball say? The basketball player say? Who's the teacher? Shut up! Just shut up! Like for real? Like you don't? I mean, in in the eighties, you got needed in the back. Oh, you're going to come out for a few minutes and you're going to go right back in. This day and age, 2017, 
Do you get knees in the back? Oh, I got a back contusion. I can't go back in. But you're playing the next night at home. Can somebody please give me the correlation in that? I mean, please? Can somebody can somebody please Can somebody please interject that with me? Please. Please make me understand that. Like, please make me understand this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for real about this. Because anytime, I mean, and, I, and I'll, say, I'll say names. LeBron James, he, he breaks a fingernail. He's out for the whole rest of the half. He got a little, he got a little tape on, on the tip of his finger. Where he broke where he broke a nail or he got a little he got a little little press on piece and he files it together, you know, so that way his nails be even. They clip it, you know. You know, they they put a little acrylic on that, you know. At, at, at halftime. Come on, bro. Let let's be for real about this. <laughs> I mean, let's slap a little acrylic on it, you know. It it makes it feel better. Or or, or as the old folks do. Taste from Robotust. Taste from Robotust. You'll, you'll feel a whole lot better. Or we look at we look at Tristan Thompson. You can tell some games she's in so much pain from his thumb being hurt that he couldn't even get up and grab a basketball. He couldn't even get up and grab grab a ball. He had to sit out. You don't hear Tristan Thompson complaining about an injury, about a little injury, niggling injury. Carmelo Anthony is the same way. You don't hear about, I mean, he'll get hurt, but he, he bounces right back up. I haven't seen a player that does that since Allen Iverson, where he's hurt. And he plays through the pain. He probably can't practice, but he's going to play through the pain. I mean, come on now. Come on, man. Enough of that subject. We're going to take another quick session break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some spring football. Y'all stay tuned.
with Tyler Murray. So I mean, you got a lot. You got, you got a lot of elite eleven quarterbacks that have played uh, last night. Florida had their spring game. Felipe Franks um, had a had a pretty had a pretty uh, good night. Eight of fourteen, one hundred nineteen yards and touchdown pass. Um, actually led um, the blue team. The orange team, he actually led the orange team to two scoring drives, um, one a scoring pass and one a, um, a rushing touchdown. So um, looking at the Florida spring game uh, last night, like I did, there's still some deficiencies that they need to work on, uh, especially their red zone, their red zone touchdown efficiency. I think that's one of the things that they need to work on a lot. Um, I think one of, the big, one of the other things they need to work on is – One of the things they need to work on is that they they have a they have they have a um, they have a little bit of a deficiency punting the football as well. So I mean that's another thing that they have to work on. Uh, Tommy Townsend actually had a pretty good had a pretty good night um, punting the football. Um, Eddie Pinero had had a pretty good night kicking the football. Um, some things that that he needs to work on as well. Um, Kicking the football out of bounds for one. Um, I know that they're doing a lot of directional kickoffs this year, and um, and he's been banging. He was banging them pretty good last night. He hit a couple. Um, like I said, he hit a couple out of bounds. So, I mean, there's some there's some things that need to be worked on at Florida, and they have a young defense. And this is this is a team. Even though they're young, they could contend for for the SEC East. Um, along with South Carolina, who looked real good last week uh, in their spring game. Um, no more Brandon McElwain, who's transferred out of the program. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple other players, you know, Jake Bentley, um, he's made this team his. So really excited to see to see what's going to happen there. Um Ole Miss again. Shay Patterson will, will Shay Patterson make this team his here in the springtime? Here in the spring, um, I know he's been getting a lot of number one reps. So I mean, like this is a, it's a really good good spot for you know this is a really good spot for for Ole Miss to be in. I mean, they got a couple of quarterbacks that, that will play. Um, and then, again, we're going to be looking at, at some players, um, at some quarterbacks that are coming in post-Trevor Knight. Um, Nick Stockel, um was red-shirted last year, and he's going to be playing a little bit. Uh, the possibility of Malik Zaire coming into the A&M Another possibility that Malik Zaire might go to Florida, um, so we're, we're hearing a lot of those things. A lot of those questions come up. Miles um, Brandon at LSU, we'll see him next week. Um, next week in, in LSU spring game. So I mean, like that's going to be a fun time to watch. I'm sorry, I'm sorry in two weeks, um, it's going to be a fun game to watch as well. Um, I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm really excited to see a lot of the spring games from for for today. 
Um, okay, TCU spring game is today as well. Auburn, Auburn we'll, we'll come back to that in just a second. Um, Clemson spring football game, 2.30. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, see Clemson spring football game. They'll be replacing the quarterback. They'll be replacing a couple of receivers. They'll be replacing uh, Wayne Gallman. Um, but they've also got a kid uh, from Grayson High School by the name of Chase Bryce, who is the son of Mickey Kahn, who is the defensive line coach um, there at Clemson. So, um, and then you have uh, Schusler, who's there for one for one last year as well, who is who is Chase Bryce's first cousin. So, I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, schools around that are that are going to be replacing quarterbacks, um, and it's fun because Clemson and Florida State are both going to let their quarterbacks get hit. I'm going. To, it's going to be real exciting to see Sean McGuire come back. He did get a medical red shirt. It's going to be real exciting to see him play in the spring game. It's also going to be exciting to see DeAndre Francois play um, this spring this spring as well. They've got some. They've got some guys that'll come in in January. Florida State does that. That could possibly look really, really. That could possibly fit in and fit in real early. Um, North Carolina the same way. We'll see them. You'll see them on TV as well. Um, North Texas is another team that a lot of people are talking about. Mississippi State. Um, they're in a bit of a rebuild, but I think that. You know they got a lot of youth in their squad, but a lot of those, a lot of those um, players that that have played, that, that, that we would say are young, actually played a lot last year. So, you know, it's not exactly a veteran laden squad, but it's not exactly, uh, it's not exactly a green squad either. If that makes any, if that makes sense to to you guys. So Mississippi State's got you know got a lot of things to work on as well. Um, Efficiencies. Um, they did get a. They're, they're getting a kicker in this this summer, um, and possibly will have a kicker in. Um, they, I think they have a kick. I think they have a kicker here this fall. Um, so I mean, this, this is a, this is a pretty good chance for Mississippi State to get better. Um, can Mississippi State contend in the West? I think they can. I think they'll be that 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 middle of the road uh, SEC West team. Uh, but I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm really excited to talk about the Auburn Spring football game. Um, Nate Craig Myers has come up leaps and bounds from his true freshman year last year. Um, he's he's gonna step up and be the man. Kyle Davis, you know, former Grayson, former Grayson Archer player, uh, former Archer, former Archer Tiger, Grayson, Grayson Ram, Archer. Archer Tiger, I'm sorry, uh, former Archer Tiger. Um, you know, he 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 left the program uh, this spring. Not really left the program, but he 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 didn't play in the spring because of some personal issues. And uh, a lot of people are saying that you know it, it stems back you know from the concussion problems that he's had and. And also personal problems that uh, he's got some family problems, that's family issues as well. Um, I've heard that I've heard that little tidbit of a rumor uh, from some Gwinnett County people, um, from people that I know in Gwinnett County. Um, 
he's got some family issues that that he's trying to take care of. Um, and I'm hoping for nothing but the best for that for that young man. Kyle Davis is a guy I actually saw play in person uh, a few years ago, and um, he's a very dynamic a dynamic player. I actually saw him play at Archer, so um, Archer a few years ago. Um, I think it was his senior year at Archer. Um, the last time um, um, so the last time I saw Archer play before Corky Kill last year. Um so I mean he he's a, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a major loss if he doesn't come back next year. Uh but Nate Craig Myers has stepped in and become just just that number one receiver, Will Hastings, um and a couple other receivers, you know, they they've stepped in and, and done a pretty good job, um, in regards of catching the ball and and operating with with the with the guys that they're operating with with the four quarterbacks that that we're operating with. Um also a shout out to my man, um give a special shout out to to my man um Tyler Queen who uh, transferred out of the program. Um Heard he's going to be enrolling at Kennesaw State. Uh, I don't know how true that is, um, but that's been on the rumor boards for a while. He's going to enroll at Kennesaw State. I've also heard that he's going to enroll at, at uh, Southern Miss as well. Um, I just want you to be healthy, man, and hopefully everything works out for you for the best. I wish nothing but the best for you. Um so Godspeed to you. Um, but four quarterback. But the, the showcase of of today's spring football game is going to be the quarterbacks. And um, Auburn's got four quarterbacks that could possibly play right now. Um, Malik Willis, um, who's a true freshman from uh, from Atlanta Westlake and, and Roswell High School. He graduated from Roswell High School. Uh, in December, and uh, he's former Westlake football star. Uh, took Westlake to the quarterfinals last year. Uh, the year before, took Roswell to the state championship game last season, losing in overtime to Chase Bryce and the Grayson Rams. That great team that they had with Kurt Taylor, Kurt Taylor, um, D'Angelo Gibbs, Breon Dixon. Uh, Owen Papo, who's, gonna, who's probably one of the best juniors in the freaking nation. Um, also, um, also a host of other guys um, that that were at Grayson last year. Um, gonna be very fun to see him see him uh, operate the offense in the spring football game. Gonna be very fun to see uh, the redshirt freshman uh, Woody Barrett operate the offense. Sean White's not going to play in the game, but a lot of people are are circling um, circling the name of Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, uh, former five-star quarterback from Stephenville, from um, from Stephenville, Texas. Um, just great kid, Baylor transfer. Comes um, from a great pedigree. That that program that he was at. His, that high school program has found out a couple of SEC quarterbacks, uh, notably Brandon Stewart, who 
if you don't remember Brandon Stewart, Brandon Stewart was actually the other guy um, in that quarterback battle with um, with a certain guy by the name of Peyton Manning at Tennessee. And uh, Brandon Stewart actually um, left Tennessee to transfer to to Texas A&M, and um, he's found out a pretty good career. He's now coaching in the state of Texas now. So, um so you got a lot. Of, you got you got some pedigree out of Stephen out of Stephenville High School, um, in that area. Jared Stidham is just the latest. Um, he's the latest of those guys to come out, and um, I'm very excited to see him play under play under the play under the lights at Auburn and in Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare. Um, do know that he's had some strong performances in. And scrimmages, uh, the first two scrimmages, and now um, the spring football game. It's going to be very exciting to see him playing that spring football game. So um, the running backs, we've got some great running backs, Cam Martin, Cam Petway, um, on Johnson, who's lo- who lost a little bit of weight, uh, Cam Petway, who's lost a little bit of weight, Cam Martin, who got got some run- got some got some touches last year. No more Stanton Truett. Stanton Truett actually transferred, and he transferred out of the program um, and enrolled at Jacksonville State last year, this this past spring. Um, another guy who home Auburn will will probably miss a lot. Um, so I mean, we got a three we got a three headed monster at at running back, and also you add the likes of Cedric Chambers, who can give you who can give you a little bit of a spark um, in the running game as well. Walk on from Valley, Alabama. Uh, big ups to him. Uh, shout out to my man Tyrus. That's his, actually his little cousin. So, so yeah. I mean, like, I, like I said, man, like I'm very excited about about the spring football game at Auburn. Um, get to see Andrews Carlson um, kick a, kick a couple balls today. Um, he is a January enrollee. And the brother of Daniel, he's going to redshirt this year. Uh, Andrews, Andrews Carlson will, will redshirt this year, and we'll also see um, see a new punter. See see the punters come out. Uh, no more Andy Phillips. No more uh, Andy Phillips. Um, Ian Sanders is going to assume that role. So we're we're really excited to see. Really excited to see what's going to happen between now and then. Uh, now in August, and uh, this is the time to get excited about college football. Uh, right after the spring football game, you know, for me, for me, after after the after spring football games on on uh, April 29th, that's when I that's when I'm going to just get excited and and just start the countdown from there. I mean, I'm just really, like I said, I'm really excited to see. What's going to happen between now and then, between now and then at the end of the week and end of end of April? You know, with a lot of a lot of these players that are playing this year, you know, so really excited. But you know, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up today. Um, next week, um, we'll be talking about spring football again. Um, next week, we got a lot of spring football. Next week, Georgia spring football game. Um, Ohio State spring football game is, is next week, uh, among others. Utah, Michigan, Michigan's got a lot of live, live practice. Um, USC spring football game is next week. Stanford spring football game is next week. Arizona State, and 
among others, uh, among among those that are notable, Oklahoma State spring football game, Nebraska, Missouri, um, Houston, new head coach. Very interested to see what they're going to look like. Um, also, USF, with Charles Strong taking over at USF, that's next week as well. So, um, very excited. Like I said, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen um, in these spring games today, tomorrow, today, next week, and in the next couple weeks. Um, so, with that being said, man, everybody, I hope y'all have a great weekend. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody um, is will, will do things responsible. Um, have fun. Like I said, have fun. Be merry. And also, um, shout out to shout out to the man Black. Um, Black. Uh, his album drops seven 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 seventeen. Um, July seventh, twenty seventeen. Um, actually did a actually did a, a vlog with him yesterday. Myself, T Rex. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to Connor Cassidy. New song with the beautiful lyric of Jada. Uh, we played on we played on the show earlier. Uh, shout out to Connor Cassidy. Shout out to the admin Wendy. Shout out to T Rex, Casey, DJ EA. Um, also my man No Love Stu. Check it. Check out his first single. It's called Lord Forgive Me. Lord Forgive. So y'all check him out as well. And and um. Also, check out my nephew, Jamil Houston. I mean, that dude's doing some big things, man. I mean, he's a young man who uh, who's just just doing the thing that he needs to do as a young man. I'm very proud of him. Also, uh, shout out to shout out to my to my homie B3. Her visual release party is this is coming Wednesday, and um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see that. Also, shout out to the man Ray Baker. Shout out to um, to Marquise Wineglass, Jay Cook, uh, Janice Lissette, Nina Monet, um, my parents, the Bennetts. Um, so many, so many more people. Y'all know who you are. Y'all know that I care lots about you. But we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk more about sports next weekend. We're gonna be talking about. A lot of things. So, everybody, man, y'all be safe. Y'all have a great weekend. Let's go tailgating. You know, I feel you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, What is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. We all got dreams. I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. Hey, I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. Right? I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep them rolling because we all got dreams. I keep them rolling because we all got yeah, the way I see
see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens But drawing my inspiration from race against the machine Sawn as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams Run it <laughs> Run it booth right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. Tell C you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. Gentlemen uh. getting after his dream. Run it. Dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got. I keep it rolling cause we all got. Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back with Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursue the happiness, playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear that's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I say it, it's nothing hardly that's replicating a field Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living, I'm still We born to carry the mission, carrying our tradition Introduce them what's missing, the young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road of living for higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams Run it Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Check it out be a potter before a leader. Let me explain. I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams and begin to fill with the people. I'm out of Caesar. Delegate through my actions. Let my life do the preaching. You gotta mold the clay before you be Ali. Cash in the root of the evil around me. I mean what I'm speaking. Call the truth and you call it deep. Reach your mind with the power. Moses used to open the sea, nigga. See, nigga. Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you. Making a note of every time you struggle. But never forget, an ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it. He brought you to it, he gon' lead you through it. Know that it's real. And my faith is a trophy, I have to. 